Beamer Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Welcome into this week's edition of Best Bets with Ryan Stone. On today's show, uh, the second segment, we'll get into uh, some more NFL future best bets as we're still a couple weeks away. We'll take a look at the uh, the MVP market, also the uh, the comeback player of the uh, the year market as well. But college football season is upon us. It actually kicks off today with uh, with week zero, uh, and then we'll also uh, touch on some of the games. On Thursday and Friday, as we'll give you some of the uh, best bets for that. Also, we'll have seven games uh, that I've got uh, picks for uh, here to uh, today. So let's go ahead and dive uh, right into it with Week Zero. Uh, it's not a great slate. Uh, just to, just to be clear, these are not games that I would probably uh, normally recommend betting. But since we do actually have uh, games that are on the field, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, place a little bit. On these uh, these games and make some uh, make some picks for them since it's the only thing on this uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll start with uh, Nebraska and Illinois, which is an early Big Ten matchup. Obviously, uh, Nebraska getting uh, as a seven point favorite on the road at uh, Illinois. Um, I, I think uh, you know it was a pretty big consensus that Nebraska was going to be a pretty popular bet uh, before the. Allegations came out that they and the the notice came out that they were being investigated for possible violations. And so the concern is now at this point, uh, how how distracted is Nebraska by this? That that's the that's the biggest concern going into this game. Uh, but they do have Taylor Martinez back at quarterback, so they've got some senior leadership or veteran leadership at quarterback. Uh, I think that's a, a good thing for them. I think the fact that they had such a tumultuous time last year, I think that this. Should have been a very focused offseason for the Cornhuskers. Uh, the reality is Illinois still just has a long way to go. They did show signs of improvement last year. Uh, but ultimately, even though it's on the road at Illinois, uh, I like Nebraska enough to find a way to win this game by more than seven points. So I'll take the Cornhuskers uh, minus seven in this uh, this spot to win that game. Uh, you've also got UConn on the road at Fresno State. Fresno State brings back a lot from uh, from last year's team, um, and, and all and couple that with the fact that UConn didn't play last season, uh, so they, they haven't played uh, a college football game since 2019. Um, I guess that could go one of two ways potentially, but but as bad as UConn's been in recent history, I'm going to bet that it goes uh, in a negative way, especially on the road, long trip to Fresno State with a Fresno State team that has a lot back. I think the Fresno State Bulldogs cover that big spread of uh, minus 27.5 points. I think they really pour it on UConn and uh, and cover this spread. So I'll take Fresno State minus 27.5 in that spot. Uh, Hawaii is on the road at UCLA. 
This might be the most fun matchup. Uh, I think a lot of people were probably expecting a high-scoring game. The the over-under on this has been kind of interesting if you've watched the, the market movement. It, it started at 71 uh, when the numbers first came out, when the betting lines first came available. And despite the fact that most of the money has been on the over, it, it's actually gone down to, to 68, 68 and a half, just depending on where, where you look. Um I, you know, I, that's an that's an odd movement, and maybe this is a bad decision. But I'm I'm still gonna go with that over. I feel like uh, one, I think the spread's too high. I think uh, you know UCLA is getting 18 points in uh, in some spots on the spread. Um, I'm just not sure that I think UCLA is gonna be better on the defensive side of the ball. But Hawaii is a tough test early in the season, so I don't trust them enough yet to uh, to take the uh, the 18 points. Uh, I do trust both these offenses, though, to put up points. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with the uh, the over 68 uh, points in this uh, the spot. That's a big number. It's early in the season, but uh, it, it's Hawaii. They play a fast-paced game. They'll speed the tempo up in at least some capacity. So I'll, I'll go with uh, the over 68 in uh, in this one. And then uh, UTEP, Texas El Paso at uh, New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State has been one of the worst programs <laughs> In the country uh, over the uh, the last few years, and UTEP is only a nine point favorite in this spot. Ten in some places. Uh, it, it, it to me, it doesn't matter how much New Mexico State's improved; they've been so bad that it would almost be impossible to uh, to buy them uh, in an early season game. So I will take UTEP uh, minus the nine nine points in this spot. UTEP's not a great team. The Miners not great by any stretch. Uh, and I don't think that's going to change this year, but uh, they do get a favorable matchup here in uh, in week zero. So I'll, I'll take UTEP uh, minus the nine points uh, in this uh, this week zero matchup. Uh, and we've got some some early week one games that are particularly interesting in uh, in North Carolina. I mean, you've got East Carolina at State on Thursday night. Uh, North Carolina, also NC State, South Florida on Thursday night. Uh, UNC Virginia Tech Friday night. You've also got uh, Duke and Wake or Duke and uh, Charlotte and uh, Wake Forest and ODU as well. All those games. So all four of the uh, the tri- <laughs> triad teams or all four of the, uh, the Tobacco Road teams, if you will, playing early Week One matchups this uh, this week. So we've got a lot to uh, to talk about in that uh, regard. We'll start with East Carolina and App State since that's a uh, Thursday night game. Uh, App State in this game is in Charlotte. It's a part of a three three game slate there in Charlotte in for the Week One opening. Um, App State's a ten and a half point favorite. I, I do think East Carolina, uh, who was bad last year, I do think they'll be improved this season, uh, but not improved enough that I think they're going to cover a ten and a half point spread uh, against Appalachian State. This is there are going to be more App State fans there. Uh, it's closer to uh, to Boone. App State has a ton of fans uh, across the state. They travel, uh, so I think ultimately App State uh, will, uh, in just the you know the the blueprint of that uh, that program, and as well as it's as well as they execute it, I, I just ultimately think the Mountaineers will be too much. I think they'll cover that uh, that ten and a half point spread. Uh, NC State and uh, and South Florida uh, is an interesting Thursday night matchup. Uh, NC State's an 18-point favorite. I, that's, that's a high number. Um, I don't really know what to expect from South Florida. 
this uh, this season, so I'm going to stay away from uh, from NC State uh, it, with an 18 points. But I do think they'll win the game. I just don't know that they'll necessarily cover uh, 18 points. So I'm going to stay away from uh, from NC State in that uh, that Thursday night matchup. Uh, a couple other interesting games on that opening Thursday night. You've got another Big Ten game: Ohio State on the road at uh, at Minnesota. Um, I do know. I mean, I know Ohio State has a new starting quarterback, very talented freshman or young kid coming in. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's Ohio State and Minnesota. Um, Ohio State's a 13.5-point favorite. I think that's a, a good number for Ohio State, honestly. Um, and I think that number's a little low because it's on the road, new quarterback for Ohio State. But ultimately, I, I just think from a talent perspective, the Buckeyes will outlast Minnesota and eventually pull away. It might be a little bit of a sweat, uh, but I think ultimately the Buckeyes are just going to be too talented for uh, for Minnesota. So I, I like the Buckeyes uh, minus thirteen and a half points in that uh, in that matchup. Uh, you've also got uh, Boise State and uh, and Central Florida playing on Thursday night, which is an interesting game from a uh, from a Group of Five perspective. I think Central Florida, I believe, is a five and a half point favorite in that uh, in that matchup. Uh, don't have a bet on that game at uh, at this point. Just uh, just a matchup. Worth uh, worth noting, and, and then on uh, on Friday night, like I said, you've got three teams from uh, from North Carolina <laughs> that will be playing uh, here uh, on Tobacco Road. The main one being that UNC and Virginia Tech kick off the ACC slate at Lane Stadium in uh, in Blacksburg. UNC only at, despite being the number ten ranked team in the country, you know, Lane Stadium can be a tough place to play. But the Tar Heels only a five and a half point favorite on the road. At the uh, the Hokies, and I, I'll be honest, this is a dangerous opener because it's on the road at Lane Stadium. But look, <laughs> just looking at the two teams this offseason, they could not have gone in more different directions. Uh, Virginia Tech has just kind of taken a beating. I mean, they they've <laughs> they've wanted to uh, to change the coaching regime there. The fan base has for two years now. Uh, they've had a number of kids transfer out including local product, uh, Hendon Hooker, who's at Tennessee now. Um, it's just been, you know, from the outside looking in, it hasn't looked good for Virginia Tech for two years now in terms of their uh, their off seasons. For UNC, it's been two fantastic off seasons. Also, the fact that they just landed Travis Shaw on, uh, on Saturday, the number three ranked player in the country, number one player in the state of North Carolina. He is going to be a program changer. For the uh, for the Tar Heels, uh, you know, with Sam Howell back at uh, at quarterback, uh, maybe some questions for Virginia Tech at uh, at that position. I just think UNC uh, only getting five and a half points is a uh, is a bargain in uh, in this spot. And I would go ahead and jump on this while you can, because I have a feeling that number as we get closer to uh, the kickoff on Friday is probably going to hit up more towards seven points, seven and a half points. So. Uh, I would go ahead and take uh, UNC on the road at Virginia Tech minus the uh, the five and a half points. Uh, also, like I said, Duke is on is playing Charlotte. Uh, that's at, at the Panthers Stadium. Uh, Duke is a six and a half point favorite. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think Duke is probably a little better, but I, I don't know. I mean, this is a you know for a team like Charlotte, an upstart program still that's still trying to get better. These are the, the opportunities that uh, you got to kind of relish if you're that team. So uh, I'm going to stay away from uh, from that one. 
And then Wake Forest is a 31.5 point favorite against ODU. That That's a number. I, ODU is going to be bad. Don't get me wrong. Um, bad season last year. Don't have a ton coming back. But at 31.5 is a big number. That That's a lot to uh, to ask <laughs> to uh, to overcome. Uh, so going to stay away from uh, from that one as well. I just think 30, 31.5 is, uh, is a little bit too much. And then also on Friday night, you've got Michigan State and uh, and Northwestern in the Big Ten. You've kind of got marquee uh, Big Ten games every day, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You've also got Penn State, Wisconsin on Saturday. That's a top uh, 20 matchup start off the day on uh, on Saturday. Fresno State also goes to, uh, to Oregon. Could be an interesting matchup. Alabama and Miami play that, uh, that Saturday. Indiana and Iowa is another interesting Big Ten matchup. Uh, number 23, Louisiana on the road at uh, number 21, Texas. Uh, could be interesting. Uh, then you got Georgia and Florida in a top five matchup. Uh, so th- there's LSU in, at, on the road at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Could be really interesting. And then you've got you know Notre Dame, Florida State on Sunday, Louisville, Ole Miss on uh, on Monday. So really a, a loaded first weekend of the uh, the college football slate. Uh, can't wait to uh, to see the whole thing uh, get going next week, where we can actually talk about uh, some matchups that don't include uh, UTEP and uh, and UConn. Uh, no offense to those schools, but typically not the uh, the games that we're going to mention on this show. These te- the teams that mean that we're going to mention on this show on a uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for a break. We come back, we'll get into some more of the uh, some more of the NFL futures market. We'll talk about uh, best bet for the NFL MVP, also uh, the uh, the comeback player of the year as well on best bets with Ryan Stone. back into this week's edition of Best Bets with Ryan Stone. Like I said, uh, this segment we'll get into some uh, some NFL futures, uh, best bets for the uh, for the upcoming season. We'll start out with uh, the NFL MVP uh, award, which I mean it, it's it's a list of the names you would expect to see at the top, with maybe a couple surprises sprinkled in. Uh, no surprise that uh, Patrick Mahomes has the uh, the shortest odds. At uh, at plus six hundred, uh, then you got Aaron Rodgers plus eleven hundred, Josh Allen and Tom Brady are both at fourteen to one, uh, Dak Prescott at sixteen to one, Lamar Jackson eighteen to one, then uh, Stafford and Russell Wilson at uh, at twenty to uh, to one odds. So I mean that's you know those are kind of mostly names you would expect to see in this uh, in this spot. Uh, obviously, you know Mahomes is the favorite, um, and he should be. Just you know, you're gonna see numbers with uh, with Pat Mahomes. They they retooled that offensive line. He's got all his weapons back. You can expect another big season from Mahomes, and I think uh, they're gonna be probably the best team in the AFC again. So, I, and they're the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. All, none of this is a surprise. Um, and, and the fact that you know Mahomes, uh, I think, is easily the favorite is indicative of what. You know what everybody else seems to uh, think. So, so there's nothing wrong with uh, with taking Mahomes at uh, at six to one. Um, that's a that's a fine bet. That's you know I would certainly consider that one of the best bets out there because 
of the uh, the odds and and the way that things you know typically typically the the odds are set the way they are for a reason. Um, so him being the favorite it is really no surprise. Uh, when I look at it, you know, beyond him, uh, Aaron Rodgers at eleven to one doesn't surprise me. I just don't know that I would be comfortable taking it. No, no, I'm not knocking Aaron Rodgers' talent. I, I just wonder if they hit some lumps somewhere in the season. How does that transpire? Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is a consummate pro, and I think they'll get through it best they can. But uh, it, it's hard for you know this is we've never necessarily seen him in this situation where. It's going to be his last season in Green Bay unless something drastic happens. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stay away from Aaron Rodgers in uh, in that regard, though you could make the case for an Aaron Rodgers revenge tour to kind of stick it in the uh, the Packers' face on the way out. Um, you could you could make that case as well. I, I do like Josh Allen at uh, at fourteen to one. His trajectory just continues to go up. He just continues to you know show. His development, and I think he's primed for another big season. Uh, Stephon Diggs was just ranked uh, like the highest or one of the highest ranked wide receivers by his peers uh, in the NFL. I think he was the uh, the 11th ranked player uh, in the NFL top 100. Uh, so um, he's got the uh, he's got the weapons. Uh, he's in a division that I think uh, he should be able to take advantage of again. I, I do think it'll be an improved division, but I still think the uh, the Bills are comfortably. Uh, the best team in that division, so I, I like Josh Allen at fourteen to one. And if you want to go with a little bit longer shot, um, I think Matthew Stafford at twenty to one is interesting because he has never been on this big of a stage uh, and never had this kind of talent around him. So if anybody you would think who's been you know kind of toiling away in Detroit, just putting up what a lot of people have considered empty stats for uh, for a lot of their career. If anybody is ready to uh, to show what they can do and take advantage of the uh, the weapons around them, you would think it would have to be Matthew Stafford. Uh, and you put him in uh, Sean McVay's system, uh, you would expect to see see big things. So I think Matthew Stafford is an interesting bet with somebody that's got a uh, got a little bit longer odds. Uh, I think you know if they can. The, the biggest question I think for those teams in the NFC West and whether they can be you know, the best team going into the playoffs or the, the number one seed going into the playoffs is did, do they kind of cannibalize themselves and prevent that from happening because of how good the NFC West is uh, is expected to be. But I think the Rams could realistically be the best team, uh, one of the best teams, top three at least, in the uh, in the NFC and probably should be the uh, the favorite to win the NFC West, which they are. Uh, according to uh, to Vegas, so when you look at the uh, the longer odds, I think Matthew Stafford is a uh, an interesting bet as uh, as well for the MVP. Now, when you look at the comeback player of the year market, this <laughs> there's a lot of big names in the comeback player of the year market, like Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Joe Burrow. Even though it's only his second season, uh, Nick Bosa. You've got Derwin James, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, George Kittle, Von Miller, Sam Darnold, uh, Julio Jones, OBJ. All of these guys are in the uh, the comeback player of the year market. Um, the 
you know, Dak Prescott, he's at plus 250. He is the uh, the betting favorite right now. And I understand he's quarterback, Cowboys quarterback. But my biggest concern with Dak Prescott is, is he going to be healthy the whole season? And you you can realistically ask that of all these guys. But I, the thing about Prescott is they've, they've limited his reps throughout training camp. And, you know, there have been concerns with his arm throughout uh, throughout training camp. So because of that, I, I'm going to stay away from uh, from Dak Prescott. I, I think Christian McCaffrey is a good one at 7-1. to one. I think he'll get the volume. I think he'll still get the reps. They may not use him as much as they did two years ago, but I think, you know, I still think he's got every bit the opportunity to have, you know, over 1,500 total yards of offense and, you know, 10 to 15 touchdowns, and that would certainly put him in the mix. Saquon Barkley is kind of the same question as Dak Prescott, or because I he he's just now starting to participate in eleven on eleven. Joe Judge has said he wants him to play through some contact uh, before he uh, he plays in the uh, the opener. So we don't know when Saquon Barkley is necessarily going to be available at this point. If he does play most of the season, then Saquon Barkley's got a great chance because uh, you know he's the he's the giant star on offense, and they're going to use him uh, quite a bit if he's in there. So he's a good bet if he's going to play in the opener. So I would wait and hold off before making the Saquon Barkley bet, just see what the news is on him for the opener. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, is too young uh, to win the comeback player of the year. I, I just don't know that unless he just absolutely goes out and goes crazy this year, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Derwin James I think is going to have a huge impact for the uh, for the Chargers. So not a terrible bet, but typically the, this the comeback player of the year typically goes to an offensive player because they get all the uh, all the praise. Uh, Jameis Winston's interesting with the Saints if they can you know, make the playoffs at plus a thousand. That's an interesting possibility. Uh, Carson Wentz, there's a lot of questions about his health. Uh, how about George Kittle though at plus a thousand? We know if he's healthy, he's going to be the main target in that uh, that 49ers offense, uh, especially with Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start uh, a decent amount of the uh, the season. So I think George Kittle could be an interesting bet at, uh, at plus 1,000 as, uh, as well. Uh, another interesting bet when you go from the defensive side of the ball, especially you know, now that everybody kind of likes the, the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater, they've become a popular uh, bet to go over 8.5 wins. Since they named Teddy Bridgewater the uh, the starter, it, it tells me going with Bridgewater, they're going to lean running game, short passing game, and lean on that uh, that defense. So uh, that tells me they're kind of expecting Von Miller to have a big season. So him being you know sixteen to one uh, is a really interesting bet uh, as well potentially. So there, there's some interesting names on that uh, that market. I, I think if I was going to take one right now. It would be Christian McCaffrey. Um, that would be the most confident bet. Um, but like I said, there, there's some interesting guys on this uh, this list uh, that uh, that can make things interesting. And like I said, if you know if Saquon Barkley ends up playing in Week One, I think he would be a solid buy uh, as well. Also at uh, at seven to uh, to one odds. So it, it's an interesting uh, comeback player of the year market. There's uh, there's no question uh, about that. So. Still uh, got another week until the, uh, or two weeks, I guess, until the uh, the NFL finally kicks off. 
but we are uh, are trending in that uh, in that direction. So can't wait for that. Uh, also, the great thing is uh, we get college football back in uh, in full swing next week uh, as well. So certainly can't wait for uh, for that. Make sure you tune back in next Saturday morning at eight thirty, and always uh, check out TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com for all the uh, coverage. Uh, around the uh, the triad uh, at Tobacco Radio on Twitter, Tobacco Road Sports Radio on uh, Facebook, and of course uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio dot com as well. Thank you for listening to Best Bets with Ryan Stone. We'll be back with you next Saturday at eight thirty.